Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. We hope you had a great day today, wherever you may be. For the next three hours, we got a really good show. There's a lot of news. We're still trying to catch up with the week. I hope you guys are well. The CDC has approved the new COVID booster amidst a scary surge in cases. Uh, Owen Schroyer, longtime host on uh, conspiracy incel platform InfoWars, is headed to jail over his role in the January 6th attack. 60 days. Um, Look up in uh, New England. Heavy rain is forecast today. They think that they might have gotten uh, about 10 inches of rain in six hours. Putin has welcomed Kim Jong-un in Russia, uh, which is kind of scary for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that their interests align very much. Here in New York, Donald Trump's name is going to be ripped from the New York City golf course, stained with it. The Trump Organization sold the rights to their public golf course in New York City to Bally's, and that means his name will be removed. And... Five officers involved in Tyree Nichols' killing have been indicted by a federal grand jury. This is very good news. They were captured on body camera footage, brutally beating the 29-year-old black man. We have that and much more coming up tonight with some of our favorite political people. Uh, the great Bob Seska will be here. We're going to have a, a panel of our favorite uh, progressive influencers on social media in hour number two, featuring Brooklyn Dad Defiant and JoJo from Jers. If you don't know who those people are, go on Twitter right now and follow them and get up to speed. They are real internet powerhouses. We'll also have Dr. Tracy Pearson in the third hour to discuss, oh, the tattered remains of Kevin McCarthy's soul. And as always, our most important guest is you guys. We are at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. There's so much news we have to get to tonight. Chris Hauseltz, our executive producer, running the show from South Carolina Studios. Thea Harper, producing the show from the Brooklyn Studios. My name's Johnny. I'm so glad you're with us. Let's do a show. The big story of the day, at least in the media, is Utah Republican Senator Mitt Romney said on Wednesday that uh, he's not going to run for re-election, which is going to end a 
political career that's gone for about two decades, including being the governor of Massachusetts, uh, signing landmark health care legislation in Massachusetts, and being the 2012 Republican nominee for president. Remember that? Mitt Romney, the guy who looked at Paul Ryan and said, yeah, he'll, he'll make me look good. Mitt ran for uh, the Senate a couple years back, and he easily won re-election in 2018 in Utah, but they thought he was going to experience more resistance from his own party after he became one of the most visible Republicans to break with Donald Trump, sort of. We'll get to that. But now he will be leaving. He has more time to tie his family dog to the roof of his car and hit the road on a vacation. Uh, He was governor of Massachusetts from 2003 to 2007. And of course, in that time, he signed the health care law that pretty much had the same basic core features of uh, the Affordable Care Act signed in 2010 by President Barack Obama. Before there was Obamacare, there was Romney care. And it was kind of brilliant when he ran against Barack Obama because the GOP's number one argument they used against Obama in 2012 was his health care plan. And instead, they nominated a guy who had invented it, thereby mastering the wedge issue with no wedge. In 2020, Mitt got a lot of credit, which he deserved, for being the first senator in history to ever vote to convict a president from their own party in an impeachment trial. He was the only Republican to vote against Trump in his first impeachment and one of seven Republicans to vote to convict Trump in his second impeachment. Trump, of course, was acquitted by the Senate both times. Here is Mitt Romney earlier today talking all about Donald Trump and how much good he's done for America and the desiccated remains of the Republican Party. The party, I haven't heard policy other than saying we're going to build a wall. And by the way, he was president. He was president for four years. He built 50 miles. What, what did he get done? I said, well, how about the tax change? Well, the tax, that was Paul Ryan. That, that wasn't the Biden plan. He did, of course, he had a health care plan. Remember that? That was going to, everybody's going to have low-cost health insurance that was fabulous. Never proposed. Never saw. He was in four years. So it's not a policy-centric approach. And if you don't have policy to match your, your rhetoric, ultimately, it's not going to be successful. So you, you got the full taste of Mitt right there. Right. You got both sides because there's two Mitt Romneys, the guy who really seems to get it and the guy who profoundly doesn't. Let's call Trump out for lying that he had a health care plan. And that was the whole scheme. It still is. I ask any Republican, what is the Republican health care plan that provides better coverage than Obamacare for lower premiums? They will not have an answer because it doesn't exist. But then he praises the tax cut, which led to the record deficit we now have. It's hard to talk about Mitt Romney consistently because it's hard for Mitt Romney to be consistent. We're seeing all these accolades thrown towards him, and he deserves praise for all the good things he's done. But you hear a lot about Mitt's integrity. The integrity of a guy who used to be pro-choice, now he wants to criminalize abortion. The integrity of a guy who used to be pro-LGBT rights, now opposes marriage equality. A guy who used to support a health care mandate, and then called it socialism when a president copied it, and a guy who used to be from Massachusetts and now is from Utah. And, of course, he praised Trump in 2012, but now calls him a fraud. This kind of inconsistency, this kind of flip-flopping, and the man flips like a crack house mattress, this is why I call him reversible mittens back in the day. I, I Really, every time I see Mitt Romney, I always wonder, how did Satan get Ward Cleaver pregnant? But I have a couple reasons why reversible mittens is close to my heart. One is that my my child was born on his birthday. Yeah, um, it's the birthday of uh, Mitt Romney and Ron Jeremy. Imagine that. 
one of the world's biggest penises, and Ron Jeremy. Uh, both of those men, of course, have had careers that are a little hard to swallow. In 2012, Mitt ran for president, got the Republican nomination. He lost to McCain in 2008. And this was the time when Mitt was going around saying things like, if Barack Obama is reelected, Iran will get a nuclear weapon. It turns out Obama cut an historic deal to keep that from happening. Donald Trump killed that deal, pretty much guaranteeing Iran will get a nuclear weapon. Uh, and then Mitt would go overseas and trash Barack Obama, where if the Dixie Chicks criticized the president overseas, it was treason. But when Mitt did it, it was pro-growth. And of course, he would say Obamacare was, uh, was free stuff. Obama only won because of free stuff, like Obamacare. And then he would call Obamacare a tax. And of course, uh, he legendarily, offensively, claim that 47% of Americans are lazy and pay none of the taxes. <laughs> Never minding the fact that 47% of Americans were too poor to pay federal taxes, but they still pay state and local and sales taxes. But again, Mitt is not above smearing the poor to show what a great Christian he is. Mitt's always been an elitist, okay? I, I, again, it's hard to write a eulogy for his political career because for everything I have to praise, and I will, there is about 10 other things that we have to call out. Mitt has taken more than $13 million from the NRA, more than any other senator. And he talks about how, you know, saying thoughts and prayers are inadequate, but the fact that he won't do more proves that his soul is inadequate, too. See, what Mitt Romney never realized was it's not enough to just be better than Trump. But I also uh, have a connection to Mitt Romney because when uh, he was running for president, I was working mornings on CNN with Soledad O'Brien every day. And one morning we had his communications director on the show. And for some reason, Soledad allowed me to ask a question of the guy. I was just there to be the clown and tell jokes, but I got to ask him one question. And it was very early in the morning. My baby had just been born. I, I was creeping out of the house at 5 a.m. trying not to wake up my wife or the newborn and would go to CNN and was always very tired and tried to hide it. And this one day I got to ask a question of his communications director. And I said, yeah, you know, he's not running against John McCain this time. He's running against a much more conservative field with Newt Gingrich and what have you. And Mitt has gone so far to the right. How is he going to go and reach out to independence when it gets to the general election? He replied, the communications director said, well, oh, it's fine. We don't worry about the general. That's 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 you hit a reset button. It's like an etch-a-sketch. I thought, wow, they admitted it. And then I left the studio, went home. And by the time I met my wife and the baby at a diner for breakfast, I sat down and looked up at the diner's TV. And there was me. My clip on CNN went viral. And by the end of that day, it had been on every news show, daily show. I was getting calls from Europe. The Etch-A-Sketch heard around the world. Dave Weigel wrote a piece about how I was the comedian who ruined his day. So I've, I've always owed Mitt a, a bit of thanks because he helped get me a lot of hype with his relentless flip-flopping. I always took some pride in being part of launching his first major campaign disaster. And of course, during the presidential campaign, Mitt really tried to shake this image that he was out of touch with regular Americans just because he was a millionaire at birth who was a vulture capitalist and ran a company that would buy up struggling businesses and lay off all the workers to cut their losses. And then, of course, like I said at the fundraiser, he didn't worry about winning the votes of 47% of Americans who believe they're victims because they pay no income tax. But beating up on the poor didn't work for Mitt, and he actually lost only getting... 47% of the vote. I was like, suck it, atheist. You tell me there's no God, this guy winds up with 47% of the vote? Please. And again, you know why he didn't win. 
If I could be as stiff as Mitt Romney, I'd work in gay porn. Now, in 2016, he made his big break with Trump, and he gave this scathing speech in Utah denouncing him, called him a phony, said he was unfit to be president, called him a fraud. And then after Trump won, Mitt went crawling to New York City to have dinner with Trump to try to sell himself on being Secretary of State. Trump widely shared the photo of a humiliated Romney and chose ExxonMobil CEO Rex Tillerson instead. So who knows what Mitt's motivation was, but then he ran for the Senate and was elected. And it was amazing watching Mitt Romney sort of, in the eyes of the media, oppose Donald Trump. Oh, how the media rhapsodized that he was like a resistance hero. And, you know, it's true to some extent. I mean, Mitt Romney and Donald Trump hate each other so much they could both sing lead in Oasis. (laughs) But they had a bit in common, too. You know, Mitt Romney was this millionaire at birth who supported the Vietnam War, but avoided going himself, and he likes to fire people, and he thinks millionaires really have it rough. And that's who was selling himself as the alternative to Donald Trump. See, I never really bought it. He, he, he sold himself as a senator who would bravely stand up to Trump and then voted for pretty much everything Trump wanted in obedient lockstep. But he took Trump's endorsement during the primary race in 2018, when he ran for the Senate. And he pledged in an op-ed that he would continue to speak out when the president says or does something which is divisive, racist, sexist, anti-immigrant, dishonest, or destructive to democratic institutions. And in 2020, to Mitt's great credit, he marched in D.C. in the Black Lives Matter march. Couldn't believe it. Truly impressed. I will always give him credit. Because how many Republican senators marched for Black Lives Matter? And of course, in January 6, 2021, when Trump's incel terrorists were storming the Capitol to stop Joe Biden from becoming the president and throw out the votes of the American people, Romney came face to face with the rioters. A Capitol cop told him to turn around and Romney, the footage is there, he broke into a run just to stay safe. (laughs) And of course, Mitt Romney, throughout Trump's presidency, was so sickened by Trump's criminality that it just made him feel really bad to keep voting for everything Trump wanted. 78% of what Donald Trump wanted Mitt Romney supported. And that's pretty low for a Republican. It's pretty high for a human. Here's a clip of Mitt earlier today talking about the present problems with the Republican Party and Republican priorities. Do you feel like this is a Republican Party that is beholden to former President Donald Trump? Well, there's no question, but that the Republican Party today is is in the shadow of Donald Trump. Uh, He is the leader of the greatest portion of the Republican Party. Uh, It's a populist, I believe, demagogue portion of the party. Uh, Look, I represent a small wing of the party, if you will. I call it the wise wing of the Republican Party. Uh, And I don't believe we're going away. I think ultimately we'll see a resurgence and come back into leadership of the party. Uh, Look, uh, my wing of the party talks about policy and about issues that will make a difference to the lives of the American people. The uh, Trump wing of the party uh, talks about resentments of various kind and getting even and and settling scores and, and revisiting the 2020 election. What are the policies for the future? And my party is only going to be successful getting young people to vote for us if we're talking about the future. And that's not happening so far in that other wing. Now, McKay Coppins is a great journalist. He's done this show many times, and we got to get him back because he coincidentally has a brand new book about Mitt Romney. And he shadowed Mitt for two years, and Mitt talked to him a lot and gave him tons of interviews. And they just put out some excerpts in The Atlantic, and I, I honestly can't wait to read the book. Uh, it, one of the quotes that came out just today, Romney said his disgust with Trump wasn't unique among the Republicans. He said, almost without exception, they shared my view of the president. He has none of the qualities you want in a president. 
and all of the qualities you wouldn't. And he talked about how Trump would visit the Senate Republicans weekly caucus lunch and they'd give him a standing ovation when he walked in. And then Trump would just ramble and go on and on. And the senators would just listen, be very respectful. And as soon as Trump left, Mitt Romney says they burst into laughter. They knew he was a buffoon. They knew he was a clown. They knew he was an unfit, corrupt racist. But this is the Republican Party. And they put their political careers and lust for power over the interest of your country. We already know that history is not going to be kind to these cowards. Here's a great line of Romney. He said, no one has been more loyal, more willing to smile when he saw absurdities, more willing to ascribe God's will to things that were ungodly than Mike Pence. See, it's, I, I get so mad at Mitt, I want to make mean jokes. And then he says something like that. Now, Trump was elated at Romney's retirement. He said the senator did not serve with distinction. Fantastic news for America, a great state of Utah, and for the Republican Party, he wrote on Filth Social. I, I don't think I need to tell you he wrote this in all caps. A big primary fight against him was in the offing, but no, that will not be necessary. Congrats to all. Make America great again. And again, let's just, let's just keep the praise in respectable check. You know, seven Republicans voted to end this murderous U.S.-Saudi war in Yemen. Romney voted with Trump. Then Trump delayed $400 million in weapons to Ukraine, and Romney voted to convict Trump. Back and forth, back and forth. According to 538 analysis, Romney voted with Trump's agenda 78% of the time. And look, I do think that there is a side of Mitt Romney that is profoundly decent. I do think he has morality. I think he has some integrity. Some. His backbone, not so much. He was anti-Trump, but he wouldn't ever endorse Joe Biden. He said Black Lives Matter, never said a peep about LGBTQ rights or women's rights. And he said, I'll, I'll, I'll vote for impeachment. He was the only Republican to vote for impeachment the first time, but then said, yeah, I'll still vote for Trump's Supreme Court pick. <laughs> I love when the homophobes wind up being the guys who like it both ways. Romney was booed in his home state by the Utah Republican Party. They booed him and called him a rhino, and members of the party began using the slur Mitt Romney Republicans at their opponents in the campaign in last year's midterms, which is interesting to me, because there was a lot of sympathy for Mitt when he got booed by his own side. And the most interesting part of Mitt Romney getting booed by the Utah Republican Party is in 2012, when he finally embraced birtherism on the campaign trail, which he did. The 25th of August, 2012, he said in a speech, no one's ever asked to see my birth certificate. They know that this is the place where we were born and raised. See, but here's the problem. We accept that you have more integrity than Trump, but you help legitimize the culture of disinformation and lies that is now booing you. He didn't go along with Trump's election lies, and he always deserves credit for it. But he voted for Trump's Supreme Court picks, voted with Trump 78% of the time, sought Trump's endorsement. So it's a very mixed legacy. And it's really hard trying to talk about Mitt and be consistent when he's incapable of being consistent. I'll just leave it with this. Find someone who loves you as much as the Utah Republican Party hates Mitt Romney for not going along with Donald Trump's lies. Do you want to know what you guys think? 
We are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT, and we are just getting warmed up. Quick break. When we come back, there's a lot to cover, not the least of which is Kevin McCarthy's pathetic, flaccid, limp, embarrassing impeachment mess. And of course, the fate of the government and the budget hangs in the balance and the fate of the earth because the earth is very mad and the natural disasters are piling up. We'll be right back with more. It's going to be a great evening. Stay with us. This is Progress. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on. Because you know I love it when you do. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm Fugel saying we're at 866-997-4748. Uh, we're going to be joined very shortly by the great Bob Seska. Oh, we, but we have the great Bob Seska. Damn, I'm glad. Uh, I am so glad anytime Wednesday rolls around because that is when Bob Seska graces our airwaves. He is the host of The Bob Seska Show, one of the smartest podcasts about politics and music you can find. Uh, I fell in love with Bob and his appearances on Stephanie Miller and his great columns in Salon.com. Mr. Seska, welcome back. Fun days, huh? Fun days indeed. Um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I, I, I want to talk with you about where we can even begin. And I think the only place we yes. can is with this uh, disastrous impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. It is a ama- uh, I'm sorry, this disastrous and completely illegal, thanks to Donald <laughs> Trump's Justice Department, <laughs> impeachment yeah. inquiry against Joe Biden. Uh, are you surprised to see this man's balls in a vice by people in his caucus who despise him that he cannot control? This is my favorite story in a law. Well, it's my uh, other than Donald Trump's legal issues. My my other favorite story is this one, because the rodeo clown caucus has goaded this guy. They they've baited Kevin McCarthy into this impeachment inquiry. And then, of course, Matt Gates went right to the floor of the House of Representatives and started bashing Kevin McCarthy anyway. So it didn't really even matter that Kevin McCarthy acquiesced to the demands to have an impeachment inquiry, which, by the way, as you said, is illegal without a vote. You can't do it without a vote. And this is Donald Trump's handpicked attorney general who handed down this 
binding order <laughs> during the Trump years saying that you got to have a vote if you're going to do an impeachment inquiry. And so that's what Kevin McCarthy's required to do. And the funny thing about that is uh, he doesn't have the votes. <laughs> there aren't the, the votes, votes, John. Yeah, and he never will. No, I mean, like I, I spent all no. day yesterday talking to people who said, well, Biden's going to be impeached. And so many journalists wrote Biden's going to be impeached. And I, I, I'm like, Biden will not be impeached. It w- they not will not even impeached. have a. There is eight. The numbers to remember yeah. are 18 and five. They have mm-hmm. a five seat advantage and they have 18 House members in the Republican caucus who are in districts won by Joe Biden. They are yep. not going to risk their own jobs in a culture, a cult of selfishness. They're not going to do it. Yeah. And and the Senate Republicans are lining up against this. I think by and large, they're saying. I don't see any evidence here. I mean, they're basically saying everything that we're saying, which is kind of a weird place to be, that we're saying the same things as a lot of Senate Republicans. Marco Rubio, Senator Capito from West Virginia, was Mm -hmm. bashing this whole ridiculous venture. And it's going to embarrass the Republicans. And you know what? Ultimately, I think it's going to help. I think it's going to help Joe Biden. I think it's going to help him because. Yeah. I mean, look at what happened with the impeachment proceeding against Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton ended up going on to the 1998 midterms and the Democrats ended up picking up picking up all kinds of seats because people are like, oh, what the hell is going on with Congress? They're out of their minds with this ridiculous impeachment started at Whitewater. And now we're down to perjury over a blowjob. Right. You're right. So. And it by the way, can I, can I just point out, yeah. can I just point out Bill Clinton was so unpopular in his first term and Bob mm-hmm. Dole saved him and got him reelected because Bob Dole was so unpopular. And then yeah. Newt Gingrich trying to impeach Bill Clinton while Newt Gingrich was leaving his wife, number two, for wife number three. That uh-huh. pushed Bill Clinton above 60 percent approval in his second term. Yep. Yep. And it was uh, obviously a great year for the midterms in 1998, as I was saying. And I think what this is going to do is propel Joe Biden to a second term. It's going to certainly help him along those lines, because I think people are going to have sympathy for this once the Republicans start to wheel out just all they've got, which is innuendo, which is basically like this process. John, look, bank accounts. Hunter Biden, laptop, Ukraine, Burisma, energy company. They're just throwing out buzzwords that have probably been focus group tested. Yeah, probably been focus group tested to death for maximum effect with the Red Hat faithful. Right. They are (laughs) magic words in the bubble. They are magic spells uh in the bubble. Burisma, laptop. Dick pics. That's right. They're like password clues or something. And that's what that's that's all they need, really. I mean, and this is this is not surprisingly a harebrained scheme coming from the worm infested brain of Donald Trump, where he feels as though because, you know, look, John, we've seen this before. We saw it with uh, Hillary Clinton in 2016 and the emails. And then, uh, well, I was going to get off on a separate issue about health and fitness for office, but Mm. we'll wait on that. We'll come back to that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But so there it was a whole investigation about that. And then, of course, Donald Trump went in and investigated Hillary Clinton as soon as he became president, ordered uh, Jeff Sessions to appoint a a U.S. attorney to investigate Hillary Clinton, which happened for two years. They found nothing. Then when the 2020 election starts to roll around, he goes to Zelensky in Ukraine and says, hey, can you at least announce an investigation about Burisma and Hunter Biden? You don't have to do anything. We'll take care of the rest. Mm -hmm. And, And so they could say to their people, Donald Trump could say to his people, 
well, they're investigating Joe Biden, so there must be something hinky going on here. What's going on? Hmm, I don't know. Illegal activity, corruption. Oh, my God, Joe Biden's corrupt. And, and, and again, there's no investigation. There's no evidence. There's no actual charges anywhere near the whole thing. It's just the idea of it. And that's what Donald Trump is trying again now. He's going back to that well. He's running for election again, uh, running for president again. And so he's got uh, Kevin McCarthy's balls and a vice grip and say, OK, you got to do this thing. And we've got the rodeo clown caucus. They're going to back me up on this. So, of course, Kevin McCarthy ta- takes the bait. And this will be I'm pretty confident in saying this will be Kevin McCarthy's only term as Speaker of the House. Yeah, yeah because because, I mean, do we either Matt Gates will get him or the voters will either mm-hmm. Matt Gates will destroy him with these trigger votes or uh, he will lose the majority and Hakeem Jeffries will be the speaker. I mean, there's no yeah. way he keeps the gig, Bob. And I, I, I got to ask you, do, do we want to talk about the goofy part of this, the funny part of this or the scary part of this? Because it goes in two directions. Which one do you want to do first? The funny part or the All scary right, part? Let's do the scary part first and have the goofy part as the chaser. Okay, the scary part is that the reason why Senate Republicans uh, are mad about this is because yesterday the Senate voted 85 to 12 to vote to open debate on the spending package yesterday. And a lot of work went into that, especially from Republicans. Susan Collins was working the room and they were all trying to get people on the same page. And it's getting kind of messy. I mean, how does the spending package mess end? Schumer wants to have a final vote on this three-bill spending package, and he wants it by next week. But the Nazi clot caucus is going to be really unhappy about it. McCarthy wants uh, to put a... He's going to put a clean stopgap on the floor and then um, some extra goodies to make the right wing happy. Uh, And then we'll see what the Senate does about it. But uh, I don't think the House conservatives are going to sign up for anything Kevin wants to do because of the goofy part the real Speaker of the House, Marjorie Taylor Gates, the actual Speaker of the House, the <laughs> yeah. Palpatine pulling all the strings. I mean, they are truly teabaggers because a couple of big mouths are controlling all the nuts. And yeah. Matt Gates, who is is so innocent of sex trafficking of minors, he tried to get a pardon for his sex trafficking of minors. Uh, right. He has said that if Kevin McCarthy puts a continuing resolution on the floor, it's going to be shot chaser. Continuing resolution equals motion to vacate. Bob, we have to remind the folks at home how Kevin McCarthy, after 15 humiliating failed votes, finally got the job by giving <laughs> Matt Gates the power to trigger a vote against him with just one person asking for it. Yeah, yeah. It's just absolutely insane how these people are able to control. I'm talking about the Rodeo Clown Caucus. They're able to control the whole thing, and there aren't that many of them. Ultimately, no. there there are more regular Republicans in that uh, House caucus than there are uh, nutbags, and the nutbags are. are running the show. And when I say regular Republicans, b- bear in mind that I'm not giving them any leeway here. I know they vote they they voted with Donald Trump 100 percent of the time, and they they tend to get in line. But it's these crazy people, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, uh, Lauren Boebert, which is not getting kicked out of theaters. Uh, they're just I, I don't know exactly what their end game is other than chaos and disruption. I mean, that's got to be what Kevin McCarthy is thinking, too. Like, yeah. what do these people even want? I, I'm playing. What do ball they want? Them, they all want the same good thing. Enough. They all want yeah. the same thing. They all want their subjective version of power. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And for the Lauren Boberts and the Marges and the Gateses, that is being a big shot with Nazis and having a carte blanche at Fox News and Newsmax to be right wing mm-hmm. media celebrities, which is all they yeah. want because they've already demonstrated they're not interested in governance. And it's kind of funny to laugh at it until we realize that someone who gets thrown out of Beetlejuice, the musical in Denver for vaping <laughs> might cause a government <laughs> shutdown. Yeah. And you know what? She was warned. She was warned about that during the intermission. And yet she kept doing it anyway. And you know what? The vaping was only half of it. She was videotaping the thing. Like, yeah, yeah, like which is disgusting. Yeah, exactly. Like she's got a trench coat in that episode of WKRP in a camp or it was. No, it wasn't WKRP. It was what's happening. There was an episode of what's happening where rerun got fished into filming a rock concert using like a trench coat and a camera and that's what lauren bobert was kind of doing and she was warned and she kept doing it because Uh i i don't know there's this weird twisted social media clout aspect to everything these people are doing and part of me goes yeah part of me thinks (laughs) this is the same thing as when Donald Trump deliberately misspells words or Marjorie Taylor Greene says something ridiculous and stupid on Twitter. It's because you get more reach with that kind of thing. You get more reach with the insanity and the dumb fuckery. And that's the kind of game they're playing. The more they act like flailing morons, the more attention they get and more donations. I think that's the most important aspect of all of this. They start raking in uh, all the money from these suckers who continuously empty their checking accounts for these absolute bozos. It's an amazing thing to observe. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm glad you mentioned rerun because now we're looking at another government (laughs) shutdown today. The House had to the House had to cancel a vote on advancing funding for the Pentagon. Bob, among Republicans, what is the least controversial appropriations bill you can have? But the Freedom oh, Caucus yeah. Republicans, and I don't, again, I don't call them the Freedom Caucus, I call them the Nazi clot. They flipped out over the spending, <laughs> uh, over the spending levels. And again, mm-hmm. the, 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 the agriculture bill uh, scrapped entirely because of abortion policy. The moderates are being squeezed out by the conservatives. So this impeachment inquiry was Kevin McCarthy's attempt to throw an olive branch to people who hate him, and they don't care. It's backfired completely. Matt Gates is like, I don't care. I'm still going to try to get you fired. And the Senate is disgusted, and Republicans are mocking it and calling it a distraction. Yeah, how many times is Kevin McCarthy going to walk into this propeller? Uh, cutting these deals and then having the people he cut the deal with renege on the deal and then trying it again and again and again. I hate to use that cliche, but the definition of insanity is is well discussed. I, I don't need to go any further with that. And I think that's the case with Kevin McCarthy. I just think he's a sucker. I think he's an empty suit. I think he's not suited for the job. I, I think he was, he's there because of seniority. He's not there because of any particular skills as a parliamentarian or a deal maker. See also every news headline that we've seen since this particular Congress was sworn in or since he was elected, barely. And so, yep. yeah, he's uh, again, it's we, we could end up going from Kevin McCarthy to someone who is far worse. So I mm-hmm. don't say Kevin McCarthy, this is his only term as Speaker of the House lightly, because I know the, the conga line of freaks and weirdos lined up behind him for that Let job. 
will yeah will blind you if you start thinking about it too much so they, yeah, they want to do want an that. insanely unpopular impeachment and a government shutdown on the eve yeah. of a presidential election year bob <laughs> and and let's take a moment to talk about matt gates because matt gates will never have the votes to remove Kevin McCarthy from the speakership. He has said that if Kevin McCarthy tries to have a continuing resolution to kick the can down the road on the budget and keep the government open, that he will trigger a vote every single day. The problem is he'd have to get over 100 Democrats to join him on this, and the Democrats are going to help Kevin McCarthy keep his job because this pathetic punching bag helps them in the long run. So all Gates can do is humiliate Kevin McCarthy Every day. And Bob, I'm starting to think Kevin might be one of those guys who kind of gets off on being humiliated publicly. You know what I mean? There's fetish groups for everything. (laughs) That's right. There's a subcategory on Pornhub for that. Uh, (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, the the question is, do the non-rodeo clown caucus Republicans continue to support a punching bag, someone who is absolutely ineffectual as a speaker of the house. And so eventually I think Matt Gates could end up being successful, not because Matt Gates is charming people into voting alongside with him. I I think it's going to be because people are going to go, this is our guy. Are you kidding me? We don't have anyone better than this ridiculous. It'll never happen. It'll it'll never happen because he, Mm -hmm. Matt Gates is willing and is bragging this petulant little trust fund, brat that he is he will have a vote because one person can now trigger a vote of no confidence to remove the speaker every day he's never going to get democrats to go along with it so it's just going to be non-stop humiliation and republicans aren't going to be able to replace kevin mccarthy with anyone more drama free it's just going to go on and on bob they're going to get this old man reelected. they're going to do it yeah. they're juice they're going to juice this old man's poll numbers the white house is tap dancing over this Exactly. And the way we parlay it is by repeating the phrase Republicans in disarray, because, you know what? Look, we're not making it up. It's real. There's all the evidence for it. We just need to start saying it. We just just start needing we need to start being assertive about Republicans in disarray because it's absolutely true. Uh, A little less time spent talking about how old Joe Biden is and a little more time talking about how democracy is going to end if uh, Republicans and especially Donald Trump have their way. And so We really have to take a look at priorities on all of this. (laughs) We do, indeed. Bob, are you as tired as I am of the media focusing on Biden's age all the time? Uh, You know, Biden is older than Trump. Biden is substantially healthier than Trump and less embarrassing to the country at large than Donald Trump. I kind of feel this is the media's game. And when it rolls around next fall, if Biden's the nominee, which there's no reason to think he won't be, the media will fall in line. Uh, What worries me is the people who write the checks for the media. I think the people who own the media really like their Trump size ratings. They really like their Trump size tax cuts. Journalists care about democracy. Their bosses, not so much. Here's some homework for your audience. Uh, During the next commercial break, go to your next nearest web browser and type into Google Hillary Clinton health scare and see the results that come up from 2016. We've been through this ridiculousness before, John, with, oh, my God, is Democratic nominee X too old and infirm to be president? And we went through that with Hillary Clinton in 2016. Mm. Oh, my God, the concern trolling and freakouts coming from the Red Hat Entertainment Complex, namely, and then by proxy, the Republicans as well, about how Hillary Clinton was not only dying, but that she was hiding the cause of her inevitable death and then 
it hit a whole new high water mark almost exactly however many years it, it was ago uh in 2016, right around September 11th, Hillary Clinton got out of a car uh, with pneumonia. She had pneumonia, and she got a little woozy as she stepped out of the car she to go went into a 9-11 on 9-11 with pneumonia. She yes. showed up. That's yeah. sick. And needed some help getting into the car because she was right. ready to... Ready, I mean, you've had pneumonia. You know that's how tough that woman was. Whatever what, what mm-hmm. you think of her politics. But they will seize on any weakness whatsoever. Now, a lot of this depends on who the GOP nominee is going to be, of course. And if it is Donald Trump, yeah. this is good news all over the place. I'm still kept up at night because I think there's going to be a contested convention. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the Romneys... Uh, will not want to have a convicted felon as their standard bearer. And I'm already calling it for a contested convention that produces Glenn Youngkin as the nominee, which is a game over scenario. For Interesting. Me. OK, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that if you can't sleep for the next year, but that's what I'm worried about. Um, but in, in the big picture, it all links together. And I don't really bring it back to, to the Biden age issue. You know, they're doing a lot of work for him. They're making him look stable. They're making him look calm. But at the end of the day, these poll numbers are unfair. And it's the product of people being fed a lot of bullshit. The majority of Americans do believe Joe Biden did something corrupt, even though there's no evidence of it. So the ageism is not going away. And it's all going to come down to, I think, Biden's debate performance against whoever a Republican nominee is. Yeah, right, right. And by the way, the end cap is seven years later, Hillary Clinton doing just fine. She was on Rachel Maddow a couple of weeks ago, just uh, top of her game and all that. Yeah, just all the rest. I just wanted to wrap that part of it up. But here's the thing, and this is why it's so prevalent. This is why the Biden is old meme is a point of conversation at this point. And it goes beyond just Joe Biden's chronological age. It comes down to Fox News Channel and Fox News Channel somehow able to Uh, being able to inject a meme like this into the bloodstream of the American discourse beyond just that Fox News bubble and and its audience. This is something that has been so pervasive, mainly because somehow it's escaped the Fox News cage. And I don't understand how exactly that works, but it has. And every Democrat, and if you believe the polls, the latest AP NORC poll showed that 69% of Democrats think that Biden is too old to run again. That's right. And yeah. and those, you know what those Democrats are doing? And it's, I'm talking about nearly 70% of people who are listeners of the show and listeners of my show and our friends and so on. 70% of these people are repeating Fox News talking points. All and they're not just, they're not just Fox News talking points. They, I think they're racist dog whistles. I think the Joe Biden is old meme is a racist dog whistle because the subtext of what Fox News is saying about Joe yes. Biden's age hit it, is hit it. And if he dies, don't go ahead. Yeah. If he dies, it's going to be the scary black woman as president. Every That's time I do they're News really Nation. saying every yeah. time I do a panel on News Nation, I have to have this conversation because it's all yeah. about, oh, she's the worst vice president ever. And I'm like, what's the vice president's job? Hang around, break <laughs> yes, ties and don't you? die. Don't yeah, die. because right. Someone else might die. Like, what, what do you what, did you ever hear anyone grade Al Gore? Or Walter no. Mondale or D- George Bush or Mike Pence on how they were handling the responsibilities of vice president. I-, yeah. I think this is the sort of stuff that happens the year before an election year. And I do think right. that Biden's numbers are going to look a lot different next year when we see what he's running up against. Uh, I mm-hmm. also think Roe v. Wade can't be discounted as being a big factor in this. 
Yeah, we saw kind of the cause for why Kamala Harris is being unfairly evaluated this way, illustrated very well in the movie Barbie, which I thought was one of the greatest movies that has come out in recent memory as far as taking something that could have just been a silly a fish out of I water agree. story I was so and impressed. turning it into something just loaded with substance. And there was so a whole impressed. rant yeah, in Act 3 about the conundrum that women find themselves in, where we expect Kamala Harris to be a strong leader. That's kind of the main thing that we look at in terms of the, that presidential level. Oh, she's got to be a strong leader. But as soon as she acts like a strong leader, oh, well, she's bitchy and shrill. Exactly. Exactly. So can't win. You can't win. Well, and again, let's not discount you're a black woman. Yeah. But let's not discount the fact that that, you know, a, a lot of the left despises her as well. And that's not going to make things easy either. Yeah, I don't get uh, you that. know, you know, well, the attorney <laughs> general, California, that. drug war, incarceration, you know, I mean, yeah. but it's like right. but it's like, I'm sorry, guys, uh, I have never in my life pulled the lever for a Democrat that I felt 100% solid about. That's not, not what adulthood is. Life, yeah. adulthood is always, picking your dessert is choosing the lesser of two evils. And I think mm -hmm. when it rolls around next year, it's gonna be a lot easier for these Democrats. Do you wanna take a call yeah. or two, Mr. Sesco, while I have you here? Absolutely, yeah, why not? go to Sean in California, because I didn't get to take his call last night. Sean, thank hmm. you for waiting on hold. You're on SiriusXM with Bob Seska. Yep. Well, hey, brother, and hey, brother Bob. I always hey. know, Bob, you have the best uh, you know, no offense to Sirius XM, but you have the best audio of any radio talk show host. It is so perfect. You got everything wrapped tight. I mean, it's just beautiful. Anyway, I love what you say. <laughs> He's also a very, att very attractive man. I mean, like very. Yeah. I mean, like I, 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 my first gig in broadcasting was being a before picture for for Bob Seska's fitness ads. So I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, see, I, 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 I make up for a lack of talent by having a good sounding microphone. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're built like Adonis too. I agree with. Yes, John. he is. He's, wow, he's very tall. You. Very tall. How hey. tall are you, Mister? How tall are you? Because the radio am... takes the radio hides six feet. How tall are you? I'm 6'4", and I'm available Friday night, sir. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I'm joking. That's a, that's no, a joke. I've seen, his, I've seen his girlfriend. She could beat both of us up. His girlfriend's an Amazon. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, please have kids so I can invest in, in, in the next uh, best Olympian. But I'll tell you <laughs> okay. what. Um, you know, Romney, and I have to segue to Romney, right? Etch-a-sketch. Mm. Governor Etch-a-sketch. I mean, really? I mean, this is a weird thing to me, and I had to bring it up because I know John's history with Romney is that, you know, he governor of Massachusetts, and he actually was doing, like, normal patriotic things like mm -hmm. health care. Yep. Right? And then all of a sudden, he, he's kissing Donald Trump's ass. You know, I don't know if he was trying to get a gig in the administration or what he was doing, probably, but then... Now, Rom like Romney, Romney wanted to be Romney, Romney wanted to be Trump's secretary of state. Bob, I, I was mm -hmm. doing a tribute to Mitt today, and it's hard to do because you have to <laughs> acknowledge all the good things he's done and all the yeah. incredibly shitty things he's done. He is the mm -hmm. most contradictory major politician of our age. And of course, after telling the truth about Donald Trump, went groveling hat in hand for a job just so Trump could take a picture and humiliate him and give the gig to Rex Tillerson. <laughs> this is what I tell my kids. Look, I tell my kids, and they didn't know it until they're a little older. When they were little kids, I'd say, put on your Romneys. And they're like, what? Those flip-flops. Yeah, put those on. <laughs> and I, I, literally, I literally called them 
Romneys for like five years. And then my daughter finally asked, why do you keep calling him that? And I said, because this guy can't just stay and believe in one thing and stick with it. I said, yeah. you really, when you grow up, you know, you know, if you take a stand on something, um, stick with it. If you don't agree with it, you know, tell everybody that you don't agree with it. But if you just go from one thing to another to try to get into power, try to be president, I mean, it's so sad. So, Sean. yeah, I got my Romneys. I, 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 I'm, I'm wearing Romneys right now, by well, the we way. Well, we've got to hit a break, Sean, but I, I just so you, so yeah. you know, I, I call them reversible mittens. Bob, how can our <laughs> listeners follow you and keep up with all your heroic doings? Uh, you can follow my podcast at bobseskashow.com. That's my Patreon page, also wherever you get your podcasts. And on Instagram at thebobseska. So thank you thank so you much, for my friend. propping me up every Wednesday, Bob. I, I couldn't feign coherence without you. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with your calls. This is Progress After Dark. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We are at 866-997-4748. I'm always happy to get people who uh, are superstars on social media here because, my God, they I'm talking to two people who deal. I, I think I have a bed with trolls, but these people are uh, are very, very strong in the face of nonstop Nazi harassment. You guys know Majid Padelin, better known by his social media influencer title. As Brooklyn Dad Defiant, he was born and raised in New York City. He's an art director who loves writing, and he wrote a terrific kids' book, The Littlest President, that's really for uh, smart adults. He's also senior advisor to Really American PAC, a grassroots political organization and media producing the most impactful political content on a daily basis, and he does a great show of his own. Joanne Carducci is a single mom of two from Jersey who spent the last few years on social media calling out Republican hypocrisy and standing up for democracy as JoJo from Jersey. You should catch her podcast, are you fucking kidding me? From the Political Voices Network, and she's also on Substack and Patreon at JoJo from Jurors. Guys, it's great to have you both back. It's amazing. It's like the traveling Wilburys of social media influencers. Welcome. <laughs> I'd like to be Tom Petty, please. Can I be Tom? Sure. I'll you be, be George Tom. Harrison. You can be George, and I'll, I'll be Jeff Lynn. I'll be the guy who puts it all together, and no one knows who he is. Okay, um, <laughs> it's good to have you here. Uh, we, uh, by the way, I hope you've both uh, marked yourself safe from Lauren Boebert running out of a Denver showing of Beetlejuice. Um, 
You know, it's just amazing to me that people who get thrown out of like how it's one thing to get thrown out of King Lear. But when you get thrown out of Beetlejuice on the road in Denver, you shouldn't also have the power to shut down our government and economy. Any thoughts, you guys? Uh, I, 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 I love the fact the best part of all of it was her date apparently was a Democrat. Oh, my goodness. I, I think the best part of it actually was the fact that she was heard saying, do you know who I am? On the way out, <laughs> like yep. who says that? Who says that anymore? That's like, uh, mm-hmm. and and you're just making it worse for yourself. Yeah, do we know you? Yeah, everybody knows you're trash. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite exactly. part is that she's just like doubling down on the trash. I mean, on her way out. I mean, I personally, I'm a 12 year old boy most of the time. I'm a big fan of the fact that she was digging into her boobies and pulling up her chest. Did, I saw that clip thing. too. She was adjusting herself from the top. This thing women do that I, I don't understand the power. But yeah, she was on camera adjusting herself as she was being ejected. That's yeah. Man, I mean, uh, this is, of course, a representative who's been arrested four times that we know of. And her husband showed his dick to underage girls one time. So all I can say is if if that date of hers really is a Democrat, I think he deserves having to go home early with her. I really do. I think that's the (laughs) he was the real loser of last night. He didn't get to see the end of Beetlejuice and he had to think of other plans when they were thrown out of the show early. (laughs) I I can't imagine. I, I, I mean, I can't imagine dating someone like her. I don't care. I mean, I, I just yeah. can't imagine it. You know, you know, people ask, would you date so-and-so? And, you know, seriously, I'd have to turn my entire brain off. And, you know, like, it, it doesn't work. No, yeah. I just think it's stunning that when your worst day isn't when your then-boyfriend, future husband exposes his, like, baloney pony to a bunch of teenage girls at a bowling alley snack bar. That's not your worst day. <laughs> you, you're really, but not exactly batting a thousand, so. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. to me, the best part about Lady Blah Blah is knowing it's not going to end well for her. And that's my little segue to talk about other... Hey, Henry, my, my kid just ran in to say hi. That's another way to uh, talk about a segue to another man who it will not end well for. And that would be dear, sweet, stupid Kevin. Let's talk about Kevin McCarthy. He has said as of yesterday, he's directing House committees to launch an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden, despite the fact that there's no evidence. Most people in his own party don't want it. And it's illegal, thanks to Trump's Justice Department. So also, it's going to give Biden the juicing his poll numbers needed. So I'm 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 full support of it. I'm wondering how you guys feel, because I believe this pathetic, uh, illegal inquiry that was forced by the Nazi clot caucus taking hold of his entire party. I think it's great. It's the best news Biden's poll numbers could have had. And I'm convinced the White House is delighted. Am I being a bit too sunny about this? No, I don't. I, don't, I was going to let you go first, Joe. <laughs> okay, I, I, I mean, I think I, I just when I thought that Marge's gutless gimp couldn't get any possibly any more pathetic. Like, it's funny. She lets him up from the basement once in a while after the big show. He gets out of his, you know, leather suit and she puts him in regular street clothes and tells him what to do. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a pathetic, it's a pathetic display on his part, but I don't necessarily really want this so much because people are stupid, John. And a lot of people are going to not necessarily want to get in the weeds on this. They're just going to be like, of oh my course. God, it's so much bad news. I just, it's everyone. They're all bad and i don't want to have to be wasting resources and time pushing back on their stupid but that is what our reality is going to be but i mean at the end of the day i do think the american people have no appetite for this shit but also like i'm not really looking forward to it at all 
Normally. So, uh, so, so I remember, I'm old enough to remember back in the day when uh, President Clinton enjoyed a pretty healthy bump in the approval ratings when he was, you know, wrongfully impeached. That's um, it. Newt, Newt Gingrich and, got Bill Clinton above 60%. Yeah. Now, um, people might argue, well, this is different. This is a different world, et cetera, et cetera. There are uh, Republican House members who are absolutely dead set against this. There are Republican senators who are dead set against this. That won't even affect. They just know like there's no evidence. It's ridiculous. They haven't completely turned their brain off yet. That said, Kevin McCarthy right now is living breath to breath not even day to day just like Correct. breath to breath and he's trying to get to his next breath and so he doesn't need a knockout punch he doesn't need to prove that there's fire all he needs to do is prove that there's smoke i mean because the guy who's calling the shots here is trump and all trump has wanted since 2018 was some dirt on his political rival that's pre- right. that's president now president biden he sent rudy giuliani all over the planet looking for dirt on him. he got right. impeached because he was trying to find dirt so all he needs is to dirty up president biden just to give himself a slight edge that's it yeah i i agree i think uh, let's not forget trump was impeached twice both times for trying to cheat and hurt joe biden from getting the presidency both times he was impeached for cheating here's what keeps me up at night none of this does this is going to be only good news for biden these guys are going to really be so into rebooting and reruns that they're going to have a government shutdown and an unpopular impeachment on the eve of a presidential election year (laughs) have at it what worries me is and I said this in the last hour with Bob Seska, two things worry me. One of them is a contested Republican convention because they don't want a convicted felon and somehow Glenn Youngkin walks out with the nomination because um, mm. it ain't going to be DeSantis. And what also worries me is that Saudi Arabia already has the fix in. They want Trump back and they are going to cut production just in time for gas prices to skyrocket in 2024. And I don't know if this White House has a plan to cozy up to Venezuela real fast and counter mm-hmm. that so the gas prices don't get high. That's what scares me. But do you think there's any way this will ever work because they're they're like on the one hand gates will never have the votes to remove mccarthy from office but they'll also never have the votes to impeach biden they can go to a vote but when there's this many republicans in districts biden won they're not going to go for it but i think the point is the distraction right like the point is the chaos the point is the noise and so flood the zone with shit you know if you do that then then the average american person is not paying close enough attention with it that's the goal right so you can distract from biden can say all day long that saudi arabia has hiked the prices on you know oil and gas and the average american's just looking at the pump going what the hell this is biden's fault yep, so that's it I just that's 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 their ploy they don't have platform or policy they have propaganda and they have performative behavior that's, that's right really and by it. the way you're right and the fact that gas prices have gone down so far in the last year and that america is doing better with inflation and gas than any of our capitalist g7 allies well no one's giving biden credit for the gas prices going down but they'll blame him for the gas prices going up how should the White House 
respond to this, guys. You're you're on the front lines dealing with the trolls every day. You know the propaganda these Nazis are spreading. I, I happen to think that this is potentially very good news for the White House because, as you pointed out, Majid, it, it saved Bill Clinton's legacy for a while, at least. It, he got incredibly popular, and I have always thought he could have run for a third term in 2001 because people were so outraged at the bullshittiness of the impeachment. How should this White House respond? This White House is a little bit is built a little differently than previous White Houses. Um, they're they're a bit more savvy when it comes to social media and tech. And every once in a while, they do um, they, they they do let off a um, a snarky tweet that kind of you know will will borrow a sound clip from. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who inadvertently ends up listing all the all of the achievements of the Biden administration. And then at the end, it'll say, I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message. They just they need the the Biden White House needs to stay above the fray. Uh, they need to keep beating the drum of accomplishments. We cannot stop. And I I try to uh, at least once a day, I try to list some of the positive accomplishments of the biden administration because you know what it's easy to get lost in attacking marjorie taylor green and making fun of lauren bobert etc etc but at the end of the day when i hear poll results that are like just baffling people think that the country is going in the wrong direction it means that people aren't paying attention they're not hearing the things that this administration has accomplished in a relatively short period of time so repetition is the mother of education so that is the only right now that is the only solution is to keep repeating because as jojo just said people aren't paying attention they are focused on and rightfully focused on kitchen table issues and, you know, how's my kid doing in school and how am I going to get to work? And But isn't blah, that blah, the blah. area of concern? Isn't that the area of concern? Because I, I'm with you on this. I think that it was smart for Biden to finally adopt Bidenomics. But we're witnessing what we saw under Obama, a recovery that is real on paper. But people don't necessarily feel it. And grocery prices have gone up. And people who don't pay attention to politics have to pay attention to that. So, you know, that's what concerns me is if there's too much reliance on it. And again, if I were the president, I would start calling out corporate greed. Stop using the word inflation and start calling it what it really is. Joe? Bingo. One thousand percent. I live in the suburbs. I I live around these moms who have these conversations every day and they're like, I'm not feeling this. I don't know. Where is this great relief? Where is this reduction in prices? I'm I'm going to the grocery store and I'm still getting, you know, hammered with whatever eggs, you name it. And it's not it's not getting to them. Not only is it not physically getting to them in terms of like in their prices in their grocery store, but the messaging isn't getting to them either. And it's not just that we aren't hammering it hard enough. It's it's a couple of things. It's the competency just isn't sexy, right? Competency doesn't sell. Competency doesn't sizzle. So the major news networks aren't like, hey, look how competent Joe Biden is. They need the conflict, right? They, they, they yeah. always needed the conflict. You're right. But again, you know, I think the party of Reagan has proved that memory loss is contagious because all you have to do is try to get people to remember where we were at with 10 percent unemployment, where we were at with 3000 Americans dying a day, where we were at with terrorists beating what we call the fuck out of cops on the Capitol steps. And one person, I think, who the White House should begin deploying actively for their PR efforts is Florida Democratic Congressman Jared Moskowitz. I want to play you a really quick clip of him today in the House where he pretty much shows 
showed them how to fight back against some of the lies you'll be hearing in this impeachment inquiry. Here is the congressman. We sit here, we hear our colleagues bring up certain things like, oh, the, the Biden family took money from a foreign entity, right? And it's just like, well, really? I mean, do, do, they, do they really not know that Jared Kushner took $2 billion from the Saudis? I mean, by the way, they go on Twitter and blame the Saudis for 9-11. But then Jared Kushner, who, by the way, was not a wealth expert before he worked in the White House, nor was he a Middle East expert before he worked there, gets $2 billion from the Saudis, and they don't, they don't have any questions. And, and I just think that the American people recognize that they have no credibility. It's why the stuff they've been selling in this committee for nine months has not translated, which is why they got to start it all over again. It, it just, you don't have any credibility when you only want to look at, at one side of the coin. You know, I, I, I wish the media would take a page out of his book as well. I mean, I support investigating the hell out of Hunter Biden, and I think that that's the way the Democrats are going to move forward. It really seems like the way they're going to be playing this is, if I can shift to Hunter Biden a bit, they are going to oppose the impeachment and they are going to throw Hunter Biden under the bus, whether his dad likes it or not. Stacey Plaskett of Delaware said Hunter Biden is not the administration. Jamie Raskin said you can't impeach Hunter Biden, but he will be prosecuted. Um, Jerry Nadler in New York said Hunter Biden may have done some improper things. He does disturbed man. Almost every president has had problematic family members. It seems like the Democratic Party is ready to go ahead and throw him under the bus, and I think they should. I support investigating the business dealings of the children of all presidents. Is that the way forward? Are they right? I, I think uh, I I kind of have a uh, I, I have a kinship, you could say, with with Hunter uh, in some respects. Like so he do and I. I both, we, he and I both struggled with addiction. And uh, obviously it wasn't pretty. And he and I both are savagely attacked by uh, by trolls nonstop. Uh, With that said, I think if if he did something wrong, if he did something illegal. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, of course. Prosecute him, you know. With that said, I also think that it's kind of messed up that because his last name is Biden, Maybe more attention is being focused on the things he did than if it was if his last name was Smith. Nobody would give a shit about his gun charge or his tax charge. They wouldn't care about that. So they care because he's a Biden. Fine. But I (laughs) I, I like the fact that I I like the fact that he he, uh, is kind of on his back foot, but playing some offense with uh, with lawsuits. against people who have because what 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 they've done is they've taken material from his laptop and doctored a lot of it they've added their own shit that that chain of custody is fucked you know Mm -hmm. there's you you can't tell who had their hands on it and how many people you know how many times i see a, a a twitter post with my head put on somebody else's body doing Usually some wild like, shit. I'm there with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. I've seen them. I've seen them. I've seen it happen to both of you many times. Yeah, you're exactly right. And again, I, I think it's amazing to live in a time when so many homophobes have Hunter Biden's dick pics on their hard drive. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> 
But Mm -hmm. as of now, Homeboy is fighting back. He has filed suit against one of Peter Navarro's winged monkeys, uh, a 13-page lawsuit filed in federal court in California accusing Garrett Ziegler of improperly accessing, tampering with, manipulating, altering, copying, and damaging computer data they do not own in violation of California's computer fraud laws. Whatever you think of the demons Hunter Biden has and the very public struggle he's had and the humiliation he's subjected to, I'm kind of thrilled that he's filing this lawsuit. I'm really kind of thrilled to see him fighting back. He's not perfect. He's had a lot of pain in his life. He fucked up and lost his way in addiction. And I think that's a narrative that is much more relatable than a spoiled trust fund brat like Matt Gates. Joe? Yeah. <laughs> Look, that laptop has been passed around more than, uh, you know, Madison Cawthorn at a Coke. Republican co-corgi. So let's, oh, let's be real here. Oh, that, <laughs> that laptop is that laptop has been passed around like Lindsey Graham and a Georgia bathhouse in the eighties. I'm with you. Oh, passed around like a blunt backstage of the Source Awards, folks. I can do this all night. Yes, there, nothing More on the than laptop the stick is of a John Deere in Indiana by Mike Pence. Yeah, no. <laughs> If you haven't seen that, you need passed to. around oh, like no, Tim Scott's that. like I... Tim Scott's phone number on Grinder, folks. Passed around like <laughs> can do it all day. I got that, but I digress. I, I was going to go match lap, but I'm done. <laughs> no, but seriously, like you know, like Hunter Biden's not going to be a hero in this story. He was never designed to be a hero. We don't need him to be a hero. True. Right. Was it shitty that he traded it on his dad's name? Yeah. It was yeah. Like, it's a pretty douchey thing to do. Oh, Donald like Trump's of- sons would never do that. Don Jr. and Eric would never do that and trade on their right? dad's names for financial gain. It's, it's inconceivable. Oh, not Tweedledee and Tweedleaterall. Never. They would never <laughs> do that. Like, let's be real here. Like, I, was, I tweeted about this today. It's like Ivanka with her fast-tracked Chinese patents and, and yes, the Slenderman right. eunuch with his $2 billion payday. Not only that, but Ivanka was working in the White House and helping craft things like the Opportunity Zones tax breaks that were benefiting her and him, her husband with 13 of their properties qualifying under that. This is literally what the Republicans are accusing Biden of doing with zero proof that is exactly what trump did but that is what they're so good at it's like oh i know you i know i am but what are you that's really what it is you know, um, i, I feel like we we can't we can't let slender man eunuch go by without a- applauding that shit that was <laughs> that's tasty good you stuff. know who i'm talking about with you, right that's jared <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Uh, guys, we got to take a really quick break. When we come back, I want to talk some more about this, as well as talk about uh, this woman who's running for legislature in Virginia, whose private life has just been exposed in a humiliating way. And she is not backing down. It's a fascinating story about freedom and liberty and sexism and sex phobes. Uh, We'll also take some calls from some of our Riff Raff listeners. And maybe we can play on popular opinions with you two guys. We're at 866-997-4748. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. 
No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to the ghost of Mason Adams for our uh, our wraps. Uh, let's go to the phones, guys. We'll be taking your calls for the rest of the evening. Anthony in Washington, thank you for your patience on hold. Welcome. Well, hi, John. Yeah, I hey. heard you and your guest earlier talking about freedom in America. And I think in the last 10 or 15 years, the Republicans with their propaganda machine have been trying to convince Americans that freedom... Your personal freedom is what has been approved by the Republican National Committee. I agree. And Meaning guns. Yeah, freedom is messy. I mean, they're, America, people have the freedom to do something you find utterly Exactly. Oh, no. Do you have the freedom to get to a better part of your house where I can hear you? Hello? Anthony, did yeah, you go I'm to the sorry. tunnel? That's okay. Uh, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Thank you so much. Go ahead. I love where you're going okay, with this. I'm sorry. Not okay, at all. Yeah, so uh, to me, freedom is if you don't like gay marriage, then don't marry a gay. Yep. If you don't like, if you don't like abortion, don't get an abortion. If you don't like a gun, guns, don't get a gun. If yeah. you don't like smoking pot, don't smoke pot. If you don't like abortion, don't get one. we got to get back to that, and I think the Democrats have got to be... They've got to get their message out. I, you know, the Republicans, yeah. they have the show, God, and, and show me. message. Yeah, they do. That sucks. All it is, you know, all it is is that transgender people are more dangerous to American culture than AR-15s. And that should be a very, very easy message to mock mm-hmm. and take down. Yeah, and I don't understand why Democrats don't do that, because Republicans have shown over and over again. Oh, some of them do? win. Yeah, but they can't win. Republicans can't win unless they block people from voting with all these voting bills. Nationally, that's correct. Yeah, and taking polling stations out of black neighborhoods and Democratic neighborhoods. Correct. 
Voter ID laws, voter ID laws, even though there is zero problem with voter impersonation in this country and no election has ever been swayed by voter impersonation. They do it to make it a bit harder for people here to exercise their right, a bit harder over here for folks to exercise their right. And listen, I'm not against gun ownership, but you want to talk about freedom. How about life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness? How about we have an obligation to establish justice and ensure domestic tranquility? Maybe that means unstable 20 year old males should should not have access to machines designed to slaughter lots of people really fast. And maybe your religion tells you to treat transgender people the way you'd like to be treated. I just gave you what the Democratic platform should be, and I'm a clown. And it, yeah, it should be out there. I wish the Democrats had the propaganda machines like the Republicans did. I really do, because they have got such a good message. Most young people that you run into... They're the type of people, they don't care whether you're gay, black, white, Jewish, Muslim. All they care about, are you nice? Are you going to be nice to me? Can we interact in a nice way? Well, that's that's all I I care about, by the way. But that's all I care about, by the way, because I get along with tons of Republicans. I get, you know, I'm friends, I guess, with Scotty Nell Hughes, and she's like one of the most batshit Trumpers out there. But she's nice to me and I'm nice to her and I've known her for over 10 years. Just it's easy to be nice to people you disagree with. It's the hate that makes us stupid. It's the hate that's tearing our country apart. Yeah, I agree with you totally. You guys keep up a great job. Love your show. Oh, God bless you. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you.